Hello everybody, Rabbi Davidovich again. I will call the day of this broadcast Erev Shabbos, Parshas Hazinu. It is also the day after Yom Kippur, but I already uh, produced a recording speaking about Yom Kippur. And I, I would now like to look forward to talk about a little, uh, to talk a little bit about Parshas Hazinu. Parshas Hazinu is one of the most difficult parshas in the Torah, extremely poetic but mysteriously poetic in that frustrating kind of way for people who don't appreciate poetry. For people who do appreciate poetry, it's delightful. In that There are words that sometimes can mean one or two or three different things. Rashi even gives a bifurcated parish where he says, well, the poem could mean this according to Rabbi Yehuda. The poem could mean this according to Rabbi Nassim. And he does this throughout the poem. But I try not to get stuck in the particulars. And I'd like to give a an overview of the Shira, a very brief overview, and then a question on that overview, and then an answer. And the answer, I think, will shed light on how we should look at the coming year. I think it will shed light on a little bit of, uh, of Yom Kippur as well. Here's the basic theme of Hazinu. It's a rough song. In a way, it's its own form of tochacha, of criticism, deep, deep criticism. Here's my summary. I don't even have a chumash open in front of me because I want to offer the summary the way that I remember it. Here's the song. Here's the poem. Hazinu is Moshe Rabbeinu saying, I want the heavens and earth to pay attention to what I am about to say. The Jewish people are an ungrateful lot. God brought them out of Egypt. He brought them into the desert. He created the whole world with a template of 70 nations because the Jewish people entered Egypt with 70 people. And yet they are so ungrateful that even though he brought them into the desert and he took care of them and he would bring them into the land of Israel and grant them great victory over their enemies and give them abundant material and agricultural wealth and everything that they desired, they took all of those gifts that God gave them and they rejected the God and they decided to forget the God who gave all of this to them. And they behaved with great chutzpah, forgetting everything that God gave them. And God decided that he would teach them a lesson. And he made them vulnerable to the nations of the world and vulnerable to nature, vulnerable to animals and scorpions and, and snakes. And they were defeated. And things would have remained that way, that the Jewish people would be defeated by their enemies because of their terrible uh, ingratitude. Except that God said, the problem with that is that if I let their enemies defeat them, their enemies will think that they were victorious because of their own merits and not because I am the one who orchestrated all of this. Because they are foolish. Either the nations are foolish or the Jewish people are foolish that they will not take the lesson. That there's no way that the Jewish people could have defeated their enemies. Or there's no way that all of the enemies of the Jewish people could have defeated the Jews, if not for God's hand orchestrating this. So God decided in order to preserve his reputation and his kingship over the world, that he would then defeat the enemies of the Jewish people 
and grant the Jewish people comfort from all of the sorrows and all of the difficulties that they went through and the people of Israel and the land of Israel will finally have rest and the nations of the world will sing the praises of the Jewish people. The end. That's Parshas Hazino. That is Shiras Hazino. So here's the problem. There is nothing at all in the song that makes reference to the Jewish people repenting. Makes it sound as if the Jewish people have nothing to do with this. Yes, their lack of gratitude is what caused all the problems, but none of the other passages that we have, for example, we had a beautiful passage in Parshas Nitzavim. We have beautiful passages which we quoted repeatedly in our davening during Slichos and Yom Kippur, where we mentioned the Jewish people doing tshuva, Parshas Bichukosai, if you want to look it up there. And yet we don't hear any of this in Parshas Hazinu. In Parshas Hazinu, it makes it sound like the only reason why the Jewish people win in the end is because it would be too embarrassing for God to uh, have his people be defeated and have other people take credit. So in the end, God decides, okay, he'll make it work out. But not because we did Teshuvah, but because of God's own considerations. What happened to all the tshuva they were supposed to have done? In Parshas Nitzavim, in Parshas Vayelech, in Parshas uh, Vayeschanan for that matter, Parshas Bechukosai. This is an idea that we've had all over, and yet it's totally absent from Parshas Hazino. So I like to think of it like this. Imagine that you go through a day, and you fail, right? You have a failure of a day. So what happens? God pushes the reset button. Then you start your day over again the next morning at 6 a.m. Your radio alarm clock goes off, and you start your day again, and you fail again. And then God does a miracle, and your day ends, and you wake up the next morning, and you get a fresh start. And you fail again. Let's replay that a hundred times, a thousand times. And then you wake up one morning and you take the lessons of all of those days that have been granted to you as a gift. And you do well. And you succeed. You master the day. You hit a home run. Everything works out. You make the right moral decisions. You make the right financial decisions. You make the right relationship decisions. You make the right Jewish decisions. It's all beautiful. Look at what a wonderful day I've had. Look at how I succeeded. So let's stop now and ask. Who's responsible for that victory? Yes, you made the right decisions. You hit those home runs. You made the right moral decisions. You made the right davening decisions, the right learning decisions, the right relationship decisions. But whose decision is it that all of that worked out? It's all of those days that were granted to you again and again and again and again and again. So, who do we thank for that? Do we thank ourselves and do we say, look, we did Teshuvah? Well, I suppose if you think of it that way, you could think of it that way. But really, we have to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who kept on giving us that second and third and fourth and thousandth and two thousand chances. And this is what the Jewish people have been doing for so long. 
Look how we were kicked out of Eretz Yisrael and the base of Mikdash was destroyed. And it's been over 1900 years since. And slowly but surely, we are given the chance to say, Hashem, return to Yerushalayim. And we continue to remember our Holy Land. And we continue to remember our national destiny. The legacy that Hashem wants to give Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov and does not let go of. Is that because of all of our wonderful decisions? Sometimes we make good decisions. However, sometimes we don't make good decisions. So what we have here is a combination depending on what angle you look at it. Yes, you could say that the Jewish people will have done Teshuvah. And that is why God will give all of the promises, will, will fulfill all the promises he made to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. But on the other hand, it's only because Hashem made that decision to give us those chances that all of these wonderful things happen. So it's really all on Him. I remember once when I was playing Gin Rummy with my Bubby. And when we were playing Gin Rummy, it was with seven cards. And I picked a card, and I didn't have the right card. And then she picked a card, and then I picked again, and then she picked again, and then I picked again, and then she picked again, and finally I picked up the card that I needed, and I had a gin, and I put my seven cards out. I won. And later my bubby showed me that she had had all the cards for many rounds, but was just holding out, waiting for me to get the right card. So did I win? I suppose I won, but it's only because of all of the chances that she had given me. That is the bracha of the shira of the song of Hazinu. And that is the bracha that Hashem continues to give us with that blessing of yet another day and another day and another day. And this connects to Yom Kippur where we refer to Hashem repeatedly as Erech as being abundantly patient. And one of the highest terms that is used in Kabbalah to refer to the Jewish, to Hashem being compassionate and merciful with the Jewish people is that he is an Arich Anpin, which means he is abundantly patient, waiting for us to make our incremental gains and greater gains day by day. That's the secret to Hazinu and that is the secret to succeeding over the course of another God willing, sweet year, because Hashem is patient, waiting patiently for us to grow and get better and be better soldiers. Good Shabbos.